You're listening to Mitnick's Monthly Brushstrokes, a podcast on the art of outsmarting, the fun part that sets you apart. I'm Keith Mitnick, author of Don't Eat the Bruises, How to Foil Their Plans to Spoil Your Case. For more information, please visit keithmitnick.com. In this podcast, I want to talk about what I call you can't judge a book by its cover. And it really goes to the heart in a car crash case of many of the defenses where the injuries are of the nature where you can't see them from the outside. In other words, your clients say got a herniated disc, which is a classic type case in their neck or their back, and they look perfectly normal. And the defense maximizes that surface perspective They make it all about how your client looks from the outside, and that's incomplete, and it's really not fair. It's a tactic that they exploit in almost every case like that. And here's the good news. Jurors have life experiences and knowledge that allow them to see through that shallow point of view. All you have to do is remind them of what you already know to be true that looks can be deceiving. And there are two ways that I know from a lifetime in a courtroom to get points across to jurors that are extraordinarily effective. One of them to tap into jurors' good sense is using old adages, and the other is to use analogies. Old adages come pre-wrapped in history and trustworthiness. The jurors have heard them from their grandparents and their parents, and they've lived with sayings, things like a picture's worth a thousand words. So they come with an authority and a trustworthiness and a history that don't require a lot of explaining. So they have a natural inborn momentum. And analogies come with a personal experience where someone's had similar personal experiences from which they can judge this, because if it's like that, ah, I know what that is. And analogies, if they're done right, have an unassailable logic to them. So when dealing with this universal problem in that type of case, for example, like the herniated disc case, where they try to exploit the fact your client doesn't look hurt, going to an old adage in particular the one that everyone has heard, which is you can't judge a book by its cover. The defense suggests since my client's not writhing in pain or wailing or at least limping around, he must not be hurt on the inside. We know that isn't right. Pain doesn't have to be all-consuming to be real. People with grit buck up and get on with their life. We've all heard the saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. That nugget of wisdom serves like a compass here to help guide you to a just outcome. That sets the stage in a fair light where the jurors go, ah, you know, he's right. He's right. You can't judge a book by the cover. Now, that's not the last step, but that stops that ugly suggestion they must not really been hurt since you can't see it. 
it stops it in its tracks and it provides you the opportunity then to go the next step through the power of analogies to bring that home. And here's one of the most powerful analogies I've ever come up with, and it was designed exactly for this situation. So you follow up that old adage of you can't judge a book by a cover with this analogy. When we talk about a permanent injury or a forever injury, let's talk about that in practical terms. It's like the guy who wakes up with a crick in his neck and tells his wife, I slept wrong and I got a crick in my neck. When he picks up his briefcase, he feels it. When he puts on his seatbelt, it tweaks him a little. When he drives to work and tries to look over his shoulder to change lanes, he goes, it's tight, it hurts, it's there, it's reminding him. At work, if he sits for long, he's uncomfortable. He stands up to get relief. If he stands long, he's uncomfortable again. The crick in his neck is there, bothering him no matter what he's doing. When he drives home, changing lanes, putting on the seatbelt, it's more of the same. And he gets home, and his wife says, how was your day? When she gets home from her work, first words out of your mouth, how you feeling? He says, it's still there. The next morning he gets up, and he grumbles, I'd hoped it'd be gone. His wife says, not even better, not even better. She says, honey, if it doesn't get better soon, you ought to go to the doctor. Yeah, okay, okay. And he goes to work, and it's more of the same, driving the car, going to work, sitting, standing all day long. Only this time, it's getting old. Only this time, it's starting to gnaw on his nerves and put him in a bad mood. But you know what? Nobody at the office knows. He's not running around grabbing his neck going, ow, ow, ow. They'd say, what a baby. They don't even know. He sure as heck doesn't call in sick. When he gets home, though, now it's been bugging him all day, and he gets home, and his wife gets home, and he's a little short with the kids, and his wife says, what's the matter with you? What's going on? He goes, I'm sorry. This thing's really driving me crazy. And she says, well, you need to go to the doctor. This time, a little less concern, a little more. We don't want a grump in the house. And the next morning, he goes to bed. He wakes up the next morning. His wife's in brushing her teeth, and she hears, Hallelujah. And she says, what? He goes, it's gone. Well, a permanent injury, a lifelong injury, a forever injury is just exactly like that, except there's no hallelujah ever. When you explain that concept to a jury on the heels of you can't judge a book by its cover, the juror went from maybe a little cynical and distrusting to the aha moment that comes with that old adage that they trust, that maybe I better slow down and look what lies beneath the surface and not just look at the cover. And then you provide this analogy and you've completed the circle. Why? Because every juror has had that crick in their neck and every juror knows there's nothing trivial about that and I can't imagine if that had never gone away, and to stick that unnaturally thrust into my life forever, that would be a big deal if we were acting as a group of appraisers trying to assess taking the peace of not having that in your life.
So if you do that and you do those two well, you will have gone a long way to putting an end to this unfair exploiting that the defense loves to do of the injury you can't see. So in summary, please consider using an old adage to set the jurors in the right state of mind and following it with a powerful analogy that will reset the entire trial. In the next podcast, I'm going to take you deeper into this area where there are more curative things that can be done in the pursuit of justice. Thank you. For more information, please visit keithmitnick.com.